What's up, guys? It's social entrepreneur and Texan expat Eric Melcher, where you are listening to my podcast, Innovators Can Laugh, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators from all over the world. Before I forget, if you enjoy the show, please give us a review and join our newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.substack.com, where you can get a preview and show notes of every guest we have on the show. We all know how easy it is to use an app for hotel reservations, food delivery, or even getting a car to pick you up. But did you know that there is now a platform that allows you to recycle in real time? That's right. There is an innovative startup here in Romania that is making it possible for companies to easily streamline their waste and recycling operations. I sat down with co-founder of Ecotree, Bogdan Adronaki, as we discussed his background, why he created Ecotree, and more. Without further ado, let's jump into the conversation where Bogdan and I are discussing where he's from. And for those who don't know, you were born in Moldova. What yeah. was your upbringing like there? My childhood? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I had the best childhood because I was far from uh, a lot of things that really happened not so good here in Romania. And my county, my home county, is somewhere far in the north, near the border. All the news, all the things were just so far away. Bucharest was just so far away. And we were there, a very lovely and uh, happy community. We all knew each other and happy. So, it sounds like one of those places where all the, all the neighbors knew each other. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, the entire city was like that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a very nice uh, childhood. And neither the news, the problems, the global... No, the, they didn't exist for us. <laughs> We are in. We were in another world. Did you uh, ever get into any mischief or any kind of trouble as a kid? A lot, a lot of them. I once I came to Bucharest. The first time when I came to Bucharest, I ran away from home. <laughs> to came, yeah. How old yeah. were you? What, what, what uh, age were you? Fourteen, I think. Fourteen. Yeah, Why? thirteen. Yeah, because I wanted to to come here to a Counter Strike contest. <laughs> <laughs> So your parents, did you tell your parents? Obviously you did it if you ran away from home. Uh, it's just a saying. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was calling them when I, I went uh, into the bus and I was telling them. What did they say? How did you, what did your dad say? Uh, nothing good, but until I came back, they chilled. How was the contest? Did you? No, we didn't go further, but it was the biggest contest um, in Romania actually in Europe, I think. And I, I don't remember quite well, but I saw all the great uh, teams that we admired there. Yeah. So, yeah. Was great. So and Bucharest. <laughs> yeah. So, so what other games did you grow up playing that were some of your favorite? Counter-Strike was, uh, was mostly, most of the time. Okay. Okay. In 2006, you attended the Faculty of Mathematics and Computer Science yeah. at the University of Spiru Haret. Yeah. Yeah, in Bucharest. How did you decide you wanted to pursue a degree in this field? It was natural. I told you I was near computers my whole life. I even the uh, I was hunting the jobs to technological companies. All my life was around uh, technology since the the my childhood until now. 
I, I can't imagine the life without technology. <laughs> I'm, so so it, it is natural. I didn't, but I also liked the human interaction. So I chose a business development, uh, sales uh, kind of career path, let's say. Okay. So computer science came very easy to you. Yeah, it, it, it was natural. Yeah. Okay. Let's hop to the company ETA2U. Yeah which is an information and communications technology solutions company where you're working as a business development manager. I worked with the biggest brands like Dell, Oracle, Microsoft, um, all the big names in the technology industry out there. And um, now the IT infrastructure part that uh, 10 years or 20 years ago was, wow, not many people knew about a server or things that were many a, a firewall a router things like this yeah. but now yeah. they are common so i wanted to do something with the uh, next level impact i wanted software i wanted to be in a certain niche and uh, delivering more impact so that's how i shifted was it like one night you were just out on a walk and it just hit you okay let me think about recycling uh, and what i can do there or <laughs> <laughs> did you talk with some friends about it? How did the idea come about? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you wanted to get there. Yeah, it was on a talk like this, but on a, at a beer. <laughs> Outside <laughs> at a beer. We were talking on doing something on midterm and start a project on our free time in recycling. Okay. A friend of ours told us um, about what is the worldwide status of waste and how unpredictable it is mm-hmm. and um, how the waste is going to different countries and get burned and get thrown away without any responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we asked ourselves if, if we can do something about it. And challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> So, so speaking of, of the different countries, I know that Germany and Austria are some of the biggest recycling countries in the world where I think 55% of produce is being recycled. Romania, unfortunately, is not at that level. From your point of view, what do you think is wrong with the current national waste management system here in Romania? Yes, so we need to, to go a step in the back and ask ourselves why those countries have a higher recycling rate and uh, others don't. And there are two reasons um, why people in general, yourself and any from our audience, would take into consideration to recycle. One is to be motivated to recycle or be forced and be fair. Those countries apply and in a lot of countries there were big fees and uh, big responsibility for recycling. And this helped in a way in order to to educate the market, you know? Yeah, so they were forced, essentially they were forced to recycle. Otherwise, they would pay penalties and fines. Exactly, exactly. This happens in all all the countries, most of the countries. There aren't countries that action in a transparent, in a proactive way. Okay. They come okay. with the reactive actions in order to imply the recycling. And this is a way to educate the market. It's a way. It can work and or not. But now, in order to grow more, you need to re- enforce it with motivation. Right. In order for every individual, every company, in a way, 
to know what to do and why it is good to, to recycle for yourself. You do something in your life if you, you want and understand why it is good to do it. That's right. Absolutely. And even my son, who's four, they're educating him at his daycare what, what are the benefits and why it's good to recycle. Yeah. And he's learning about it and talking about it yeah. in daycare. So that educational aspect is occurring definitely at a much younger generation than what you and I, we probably exactly. never heard about recycling when we were going in school. So what I think you're saying is those countries that have a very high percentage uh, recycling their waste. They had an incentive, right? Uh, the incentive was, I'm not going to get fined. I don't want to be fined. So let me start. That, that, that's the way that, that the system started, right. but then was perfected and people got to understand. But the core where they started was like this. Can you describe what the platform does, what services that you're providing? Yeah. So our vision is to to mainstream recycling, basically to get easy to access recycling services and to know what to do depending where you are and what kind of materials what quantities and any variables that's the vision and now we are focusing in a lot of automation and building the platform to be meaningful we are just gathering a lot of resources and information in order to build this uh, great ecosystem Okay. And step by step to spread it around uh, in the market. Okay, so it's a platform cool. that allows uh, users to streamline their operations when it comes to recycling. What mm -hmm. What are some of the strongest uh, strengths of the platform? That the top one or two things that a user can discover when using your platform. So right now, uh, the core functionalities that uh, or our selling points are that they can dispatch a lot of the orders. Easily, okay. not by phone emails and information to be lost and uh, so hard to get uh, an answer and so on with your uh, waste suppliers, waste supplier services. And the second of all is that you get all the documents generated. You don't need to find what kind of document. There are a lot of documents to be written, handwritten, and that's more heavier than you think. No, I know. Here, I'm just trying to get my driver's license, and it's okay. been it's been an adventure to put it nicely uh, with all the uh, paperwork I've had to provide and all the bureaucracy and the approvals that I've had to get. So I definitely understand when it comes to making companies more efficient, so they don't have to do all that paperwork. Uh, exactly. <laughs> okay. So imagine for you getting your driver license, how easier it would be if you enter Enco three and. Two clicks away, all your files were submitted. Yeah, that would be very easy. Yeah. Okay. So what are some incentives for companies to recycle? Obviously, you touched upon there could be some fines if they don't, but what are some other incentives for, for companies to, to recycle their waste? Actually, there is an economical advantage in this. How so? It's more expensive to throw the waste at the landfill. Way more expensive. So we are looking at the cost per ton of waste for a ton of waste to go into the landfill. And I, I don't know the economics here, but how yeah, much yeah, but to visit versus recycling? It's different depending on the quantities and the material variables because one material with another don't have the same cost and nothing like, is near. Like paper but there is versus 
Yes, yeah. glass and glass versus iron and iron versus copper and copper versus uh, some kind of plastic and ABS. And there are hundreds of materials that can be generated. And uh, okay. the difference of costs are very, very high. What are some of the and most profitable recycling companies? Like what uh, material are, are, are those companies uh, involved in? Starting from copper to electronics. Basically, the materials value, it's given by the need and how easy it is for you to, to get them. Right. And yeah. then how easy it is to turn them in, in a, a product that can be delivered on the shelf. That's the value of the material. It's okay. the need, how easy it's for you to supply it, and the demand in, from the factories that will transform it into a, a product on the shelf. Is the platform servicing all of Bucharest or other parts outside of Bucharest? Not only, not only Bucharest, but we are implementing nationwide. Wow, wow. What's your timeline for going into uh, Timisoara and Cluj and some of the other big cities? Step by step, we don't have a timeline. It's We don't scale geographically. We scale by the implementation with the national clients. So we go along with a, a big company that has branches around Romania. Got and uh, then we uh, start a networking effect, let's say. Got it, got it. Bogdan, what are some of the strategies you are using when you're approaching companies and educating them about EchoTree and the platform? Uh, there is no specific strategy. We just present them the real value of it, trying to understand that if they use us, what are the immediate and short-term benefits and what would be the long-term benefits because they, there are a lot of long-term benefits such as transparency, clarity. Imagine yourself, you are an authority or a, you want to do a study about recycling or start a factory using something that today it's thrown away. The first thing you need to uh, know is how to get your uh, raw material. Predictable. Mm -hmm. So something that today may be thrown away Tomorrow can be a business Got it. if there is predictability and clarity. And I give you an example, a simple example. Imagine yourself how many coffees are made in Romania per day and ask yourself what's with, uh, what happens with the, what, with the coffee that uh, is uh, lost in the process. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I'm probably responsible for 10% of the all the coffee though because I'm a coffee addict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But imagine all the restaurants and bars and they there is nothing to be done, but there are things that could can be done. Right now there is there isn't really a thing in Romania to be done. And this is just an example. You can think about any material that we throw away every day. Okay. Okay, I see, I see. Absolutely. Let's talk about life outside of Echo Tree. I know you just had a little boy. And yeah, what has this entrepreneurship journey been like since he was born? So it's only him and the mother and the Echo Tree. It's <laughs> all about that. And I know this, but for the audience, what's his name? Yeah. 
Caesar. Uh, Caesar is his name, yes. And I miss him a lot. And now uh, I'm uh, busy in this period of time. And I only see him one or two hours every night. And uh, it's very hard. And uh, because he is very funny. He's yeah. a funny kid. <laughs> I, the funny kid. And he makes me laugh. Uh at is, any stress level. <laughs> is that from your side of the family or his mom's side of the family? Depending on the perspective, because it's 50-50, uh, but on the from one extreme to another. Some people say, oh, it's Dana. It's 100% her. Uh-huh. And others say, no, where is Dana? It's Bogdan. <laughs> so we look at each other and ask ourselves, how can the feedbacks can be so from one extreme to another? So it's actually funny. Yeah, we, me and my wife do that with the personalities of our kids. And it, it's funny, I don't know if you and your wife have gotten to this point yet, but you'll start saying, ah, your daughter, you know what your daughter did today? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we didn't get there, but we will. <laughs> um, now, the only words they uh, he's saying is, mom, ma, and the ta, ta. So, and boo boo. <laughs> how so, cute. How like cute. this. Yeah, how cute. My little girl, when she says that, she, she says it like she's yelling at me. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Like she's a general and I'm a soldier and she's giving me a command like that. No, I don't know. Maybe she got it from something. <laughs> I don't know. And not Maybe. my side. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you don't call yourself Papa on that tone. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I don't. But someone, yeah. <laughs> maybe he, he saw somewhere. <laughs> she saw somewhere. <laughs> hey, I know. She's only repeating the behavior she sees. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. With other words, exactly. Yeah. Bogdan, what books have had a big impact on your life? I don't know how it's the book about Lego. <laughs> it's a book about the history of Lego. I don't know the name. Leaders uh, Eat Last, Simon Sinek. Uh, now I read a book about factfulness and uh, why we think that the world isn't so bad than the perception of it, and I recommend it. Good. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, factfulness. It's called. I think. What, uh, I don't know exactly the writer. Yeah, I have to look it up. And then, of course, Simon Sinek. I've read or watched a lot of some of his videos, like the power of why. Why companies should start with why. Yeah, the book, actually, the why it's a philosophy of life for me. When I don't understand something, I was there. My professors were terrorized by my wife because I don't understand the (laughs) formula. I just ask them why until I get to the point when I something declutches in my head. (laughs) And this can be annoying. Yeah, I think in the Japanese culture, when there's an issue or a problem with a process or something, they ask the question why three or four times. It's five times. Yes, it's five oh, why. Five times. Yeah, it's, it's in design it. thinking uh, methodology. It's, yeah, it's implemented in many methodologies. Yeah. Uh, but this, can, this, from my point of view, must be a philosophy of life. You need to ask yourself uh, in, in any process. It needs to be... Uh, Part of your life asking if not it will be just something that you do it because someone said to do it <laughs> yeah you must be convinced to do it <laughs> yeah so why on that note why create echo tree why leave your job and it's a very good job you're doing what you like 
you're obviously very good at it because you were at that company for a number of years. And now you're starting a startup in the recycling industry, which very few entrepreneurs do. So, yeah. so why? Because I was, I asked myself many whys. <laughs> <laughs> And I got here. Let me give the wise. They are yeah, still yeah, in my head. So we wanted to do a collection center. And first was, uh, we asked for ourselves, where? And why don't we have enough data to build it? Okay, so why don't we have enough data? Oh, because they don't collect it. Why they don't collect it? Okay, they don't. They aren't forced or they aren't motivated. We can force them. No. Okay, we must motivate them. Okay, so we need to collect data. Why? And from the from various questions, we got to the software in order to collect data and provide it to the industry in order to do it better next time. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> so you know that was over. That was over a few beers too. Yeah, ask me how, what what I'm thinking over two vodkas. <laughs> <laughs> or Suica. In Moldova, is it vodka or Suica? What do they drink over there? Vodka. It's okay. from the Russian part of Romania. Yeah, yeah. You drink Suica here. Is it as strong as vodka yeah. back home? Yeah. No, it, it is. Too, we have Suica in, uh, in Moldova also. Also, we have Suica. Yeah, yeah. We have it. I don't uh, enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know why I don't. It's strong. It's very, yeah. it's very strong. Yeah. 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 Actually, if you have a wound, I think um, it, it can treat it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. Probably could. Probably could. So, Bogdan, now that COVID restrictions are easing up, are there any favorite restaurants that you have here in Bucharest? Wow. Yeah. I I can't remember them because I haven't been there. <laughs> Such a long time, right? <laughs> yeah, but there are a few very good. One it's at Aviatoril or at Shark de Gol. It's called La Samuel. Yeah. It's a good one, that one. And what kind of what kind of food? Is it is it French? Italian? Italian. Italian. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I recommended the calamari salad. Whoa. Okay. okay. It's the baby spinach uh, calamari salad, the best. Greece style, Italian style. <laughs> like you are in Rome, but you are in Bucharest. <laughs> <laughs> I have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Another one. Oh, there is one near, but it's hard to get beautiful food. It's here near where I, in Basile, Alaska, near where I work. Yeah, I can't remember them because I told you, uh, I it was a long, so, well, yeah, it's been a while. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Bogdan, for those who are working for an employer but are thinking about starting a business, what is some advice you'd like to share with them today? To try. Try it. But starting safe. Nothing is built from today to tomorrow. It's a long process. From my point of view, we took a natural road in getting our idea valid being valid pre-validated and starting to validate it outside of our working day-by-day jobs okay from my point of view this is the first thing you need to do and if you have an idea don't keep it there in uh, your own mind laboratory yeah. and think that somebody will stall it because no 
<laughs> we started uh, three years ago with this crazy idea that oh, if people will hear what we do, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying today? Where's the competition? We don't have competition. I want competition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bogdan, thanks so much for being on Innovators Can Laugh. Where can people learn more about you? And- on our website and on, uh, on social media. So www.echo3.ro and contact us. We are open to answering. Okay. Wonderful. And for everyone listening, until next week, this is Eric Melcher saying goodbye and la revedere. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you are not a subscriber, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to write to me, my address is innovatorscanlaugh at substack.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Melcher underscore Eric, on Facebook or Instagram at Innovators Can Laugh. I'm Eric Melcher, and you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh.